My name is Alison Dutman, and I would love to welcome you to Foresight Institute's podcast. Foresight Institute is a Bay Area nonprofit founded in 1986 that supports the beneficial development of high-impact technology to make great futures more likely. We use a variety of different tools to do so, including grants, prizes, fellowships. We host seminars and technical workshops, and all of this to advance an ecosystem of technologies, including bio, nano, neuro, AI, and space. Our podcast gives you a brief glimpse into what our community is up to. And if you like what you hear, much more can be found on our website, foresight.org, which is where you can apply to join our programs. Today's episode is from a fireside chat between Kipli Chen and me at our recent cryptography, security, AI workshop in San Francisco. Kipli is a researcher at Anthropic, and she discusses, amongst various other AI alignment issues, an idea for open source alignment. Enjoy. I guess like last time we spoke was uh, in... New York, when you also came to one of our meetups, and it was really wonderful. And um, yeah, for those of you who don't know her website, it's very diverse. Uh, you have a lot of different interests, um, and yeah, you can get on topic. And I would just like love to hear a few of your like, you know, opinions on like generally, you know, having like worked on AI safety in like you know various different capacities there now. Um, you know, like roughly how you kind of like see that space evolving. Uh, what specific problems do you think are like particularly important right now to tackle um, and, you know, how you're making a uh, head start on it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I guess um, in terms of, like, my work with AI safety, I haven't directly worked on alignment. I do work at Anthropic. I work on a pre-training team there. Um, I run the tokens team. We do various data things. Um, ideally, we don't actually have to do alignment at the pre-training level, though we have explored possible ways in which we might. I think the most recent example of this was, I think, an NYU, an NYU lab put out a lab on, like, pre-training with human preferences. Uh, where it's a particularly like notable finding there is that like if you use a preference model to tag like good and bad data accordingly, um, that's actually more effective in using that to elicit like unharmful content than it is to like only than it is to filter out the bad data. Uh, and so there are some of these interventions. Um, and I think in general, uh, in terms of things that are tagging alignment, like we can't rush science, but I think that like phrase mostly applies to depth. Um, but like there is a lot of like breath, like alignment is like extremely early. I think it's going to be like, it's going to move a lot faster than capabilities is. And it's going to be like, there's a lot more stuff that's going to be happening because like capabilities can't really happen in academia anymore. No one publishes for it. And so I think like we're at kind of a point in alignment where the like, like past three months and the next six months of like publishing is really going to set the field for the next like two years of research. And uh, are there like any specific like I guess like misconception that you often come across where you're just like this is kind of not the right way to think about um, AI safety or like you know AI progress moving forward? Like are there any bits that? Yeah, I guess the things I'd most like to debunk are things I don't know yet know need to be debunked. Um, I think my best guess is that like I mean some very broad ones are like I think people are like very confused about how powerful they expect the systems to be and then. Uh, beyond that, how, like in which ways they expect the systems to be powerful. And I think like one example of this is I think we've been like really, really operating in a like a, a scenario where we expect agents to be bad because like they sound scary and they like want bad things. Um, but there are actually a lot of like really huge challenges in aligning like predictive models and like models that are like, you know, like a raw like GBT like base model, just like fundamentally predictive. Like those are not easy to align either and probably they could put some work in there. Do you work at all on like constitution AI or uh, anything related to that? Or like, do you have any updates on like, uh, how that works? Not particularly. Going? I think it's like, I think uh, in terms of where it's going, um, we're just kind of perfecting a lot of the final things. I think a uh, key thing is working on like the honesty factor. I don't know if you guys 
are familiar, but like Anthropic has like the HHH thing. Um, for a lot of reasons, the honesty H is just like fundamentally more difficult. Um, and so like working on various techniques to get that one down is going to take a while. Yeah, there was a really interesting, I think, uh, recent uh, Slate Codex post on, uh, I think, uh, Constitution AI. I don't know if you saw that. I actually have not seen that. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was also talking about the, the H factor and how that like conflicts with other variables there. Um, and in terms of like, I guess, like more of the kind of like almost like coordination, governance, social dynamics, you know, like, do you think that there's any like areas that you're particularly excited about um, in terms of like AI right now, like any things that you encourage others to work on? Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about is like having like good evals. So I think this is like probably true capability. I think it's more true in alignment as most things are. Um, so I guess the primary like contender for this right now is the Alignment Research Center. I almost thought everything is named ARC run by Paul Christianler, not to be confused with the other ARC run by another PC, Patrick Collison. Um, but the, uh, what the current project is, is to basically take the base models um, and to evaluate them on certain like barriers of like how they resist this. I believe the last one was like, can it like create an AWS account and self-replicate, which is like a pretty useful barrier. And I think something that they were doing particularly well is that their evaluations aren't like, you know, some like tests that you can easily run, but rather like they have engineers and like machine learning researchers that spend time at like ARC trying to like get the maximum performance out of these models. And they're like, the models are allowed to even like use human drivers. So like, obviously you can't have a human like poking the model every moment, but it's like, okay for like the model to like hire someone on task grab to solve captures for it or something. Yeah, um, that was, who here read the whole like arc, like the, the evil spit? Yeah, right. Uh, I think that was like just, I think it's like pretty prescient in people's minds. You know, it was a pretty like succinct, uh, I think like, yeah, but that, uh, but that happened. Um, and so in terms of like, you know, thinking forward, are there any other bits, uh, like even on the technical domain or like on the more social coordination domain that you think are going to be difficult? And if so, are there any specific bits that you think maybe security and cryptography communities could be helping with in particular? Yeah, uh, I think probably what's going to be hard is that like, I think like concentrated efforts are really helpful. And like oftentimes when you have like two reasonable contenders for a plan, it's like a lot worse to like try both of them at the same time than it is to like do one at a time. And like coordinating this between like labs is like gonna be difficult. I expect it not to work out, uh, but we can take that inefficiency. Um, and I guess a lot of policy work to be is to be done. I don't like know how much people are thinking about that, but like, probably a lot of it is being done about now and will be done in the next few years. And so it seems really hard to set. I mean, I think a lot of it was done when they like export control the GPUs, for example. Um, and all of this will make a really huge difference. In terms of like security and like cryptography, I think cybersecurity at like AI labs is like a huge deal. Cybersecurity, any sort of infosec work, um, like even OPSEC stuff, I think is just going to be a huge deal in terms of like keeping the secrets. I mean, not just for like you know, international reasons, but I think there's like a oddly large risk in that like um, we could accelerate AI timelines a lot by like mixing the labs' information together, for which the current biggest risk is people leaving their jobs. Um, but at one point, like maybe cybersecurity leaks. Um, and then actually very recently, I think there's there's been like, you know, actual work to be done on uh, watermarking, which is like this idea where you can like you know, make generations that can be verified to be a generation. Um, I think Scott Aronson, who who's a quantum professor, right? Yeah, I think he's uh, Matthias' supervisor. Oh, great. Well, yeah, he had, I think he had a specific proposal about like a cryptography technique that can be used to like watermark generations of language models. 
Okay, those are, I think, at least like a few interesting um, ideas. And if everything goes well, like where do you, like, you know, what is kind of like a, a good future uh, with AI that you're like Ooh. hoping for? Like what would it kind of like look like if we you know, yeah. like, enter a good 2030? I, I believe that like it can be like better than we ever imagined. I do believe that there are some like oddly mediocre outcomes. Like I think this is arguably historically true. And I think if it was to be historically untrue, it's more possible now that we end up in a future where we have like vastly superior technology and like the world isn't meaningfully better. Like a sci-fi example of this, I think is like Dune in which I think the world is meaningfully worse than our world. Cause I don't know, they have like evil magic cults and like a lot of genocide or something, but they have like cool spaceships. I think that's like a plausible outcome. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess it's not like, I guess even that mundane, you know, it's pretty like out there in different ways. Foundation is similar, I think, a little bit like in, yeah. in, in its own ways. Okay, well, uh, do any other people have like questions, comments, um, concerns? Yes. Well, actually, now that you mentioned backdoor, I'm um, sorry, you mentioned uh, watermarking. Backdoors from the previous talk have been used for watermarking before. So then you can see if your image was part of the trading data set, and you can like essentially verify if someone's like stolen your data. Sorry, which technique is this? Uh, so it's like back, backdoor attacks. You, you embed like a hidden trigger to the image uh, that is then yeah. scraped off the internet. So it's like you're using something that's called an attack, but you use it as good. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, that'd be fun. I mean, we have that in text. We have like, I mean, the big like big bench has like a special string where if you can like prompt for it, it means that you accidentally can on an eval set. How do you do you think AI will interact with the legal community? Uh, like, lots of people started using AI in ways that are harmful. Um, where will the liability lie? Companies, individual users, and is there like a boom in lawsuits? I thought the boom in lawsuits started. <laughs> I think there was one yesterday from some author on training data. I mean, the training data lawsuits have already started. And there will probably be a lot more um, misuse lawsuits. I think the first wave will base will be like mental health related ones, like you know more on the order of like I got to talking to my chatbot kind of lawsuits. Um, beyond that, I think it'll be very like if 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 it comes to a point where it's like someone like prompt hacked GPT into like giving it like some cyber attack that it then used. I think that would be very much on the user um, in terms like legally, that would be my guess. I'm not a lawyer, um, but I think I think the one, the litigation that is like specifically related to language models is basically all around the data. Um, and the regulation that is like uh, similar to the regulation that was needed for social media that wasn't quite executed, though maybe they all learned their lesson this time. Yeah, okay, what's the challenge that you want people to solve for you? Alignment. <laughs> Just alignment. <laughs> Any like more concrete tips on how one could go about that or? Yeah, I think I think like a really like tangible thing that I want to like write out a roadmap for, but I procrastinate on is just like having a open source alignment community. A lot of alignment like can be done open source. I think evals can be done open source. Obviously, any interpretability work. I think that recently exciting is that like. There was like always like mechanistic interpretability, which is like a very like entropic style circuits residual stream kind of work. But there has been a lot of like, I think, uh, similarly concretely tangible interpretability work that isn't like as mechanistic and like circuitsy that is explorable. Um, I think with sufficient 
people offering API access, a lot of scalable oversight work could be also be done over APIs and be done in open source community. And like this, this comes to like very basic things like having an open source like organization to do this. Um, something very simple like just having a good preference model would be a good start. Damn, okay, that's pretty concrete. Thanks yeah. for that. All right, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs>